Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake Kerr. Today, I'm joined by Noppy, who is just fucking a brand new character <laughs> in my life. I started following Noppy not long ago. Uh, he got a little bit involved with the Volume 2 Winter Spring Collection release, and now we're fucking doing a podcast together. Yeah, and that shit was dope. That Dude. was a crazy, like, crazy launch. It was good. It was interesting vibes. Was, I've never done anything quite like that, but it was one of those situations where it's like, right, if I'm going to have an event, what does it look like? What does it feel like? And I just tried to make that ultimate vision. Yeah. And no, we, it was it was like literally when I went in and I saw it and I just like went into the whole studio and everything. Just the view was amazing. Yeah, was like, dude. The fucking, the location, the like spot that we got to use was literally coincidentally the best place ever. Yeah. You know, because we were trying to make it work in other bars and then I was like, okay, if we don't go in a bar but near a bar, what can we do? And someone mentioned that spot, which I don't know about you, I would never think. I wouldn't either. To go there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, it's kind of the best view on Bunbury. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really, really awesome. Just going in, buy what you got to buy, and you walk out and it's just like, holy shit, we're in like paradise. Yeah, the yeah, sunset yeah. was going down nice. It was hell flat. It's just it was perfect. just a vibe. It yeah, was just yeah, a vibe. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, I think, um, I think we hit the nail on the head because it wasn't just like, you're going there to get clothes. Like the fact that we had like the plants and the DJ. And the food. The food. The band. The yeah. band. You can press your own tea. You go over here, get some drinks. We're at the after party afterwards. Like there was just so much going on. That was fucking, I'm just, I'm excited like, to do it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever hit the nail on the head with an event like that before. But it was good. Enough about my shit. You're like this fucking, you confuse me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I confuse you, a lot of people. You confuse me. So tell me, let's start with how the fuck do you drive Ferraris? So short story. So like, I'm just very open guy. So I just, I'll go out and I'll just cruise around. So one day I was just like in my clubby. And then I just pulled up to the servo and I just heard like this Ferrari pull up. I was like, oh God. So I just just randomly just went up to him and said, hey, yo, like, what do you do for your living? Like, how do you become so successful? And I get into that like personal stuff and I ask him and I hound him. I say, yo, like, what's, what do you do to, to be where you're at? And then the motivation key is he said, stay consistent, love what you're doing. And that's it. And then he drove off. I was like, all right, cool. And then- What did he do? <clears throat> what was his job? So he actually was into like Bitcoin and everything. And then yeah. he, run, he ran his own business as a lab laboratory or something. So he made like, um, like cures for cancer and all of that. And then he just sold it all and then went into his own little like thing that he was doing. Yeah. And then probably like three weeks later, I had a message and then he hit me up. And then I was like, oh, yo, it's the same dude. Yeah. So then he asked me, hey, yo, can you come out and um, maybe... I want to come for a test drive and I was like alright and then that's how we just ended up being so close and then we just been like that forever yeah, right? yeah. it's only cool. been like three years I've known him eh? so you like adopted a mentor out of that pretty situation. much pretty yeah. much yeah and it was amazing because like he's he's like really taught me some crazy stuff yeah. and really taught me about like how precious life is and and everything it was just oh, really man. good I think um, like a lot of that resonates with me I feel like A mentors is key 100%. Like, fuck however smart you think you are. Find someone smarter. Find people that are smarter and hang around with them. 100%. 100%. You know? That's that's exactly what he said. Yeah. And it was just great because you surround yourself with the correct right of people, you end up being just like that fifth person, just like them. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like this is the thing. You taught you like you hang out with your friends from school and like nothing against my friends from school. I don't, I think I hang out, I hang out with one of them, you know? And he's so. on the same shit that I'm on. So it's, it's not really a valid argument, but you hang out with your normal friends and you're talking about like normal stuff, right? Yeah. So you're talking about that stuff, you think about that stuff, you go to sleep, you dream about that stuff. 
Yeah. And then tomorrow you talk to them about what? That stuff. That stuff. Right? It's crazy. So you change them out and you put in someone who's talking about, oh, we're making money. Yeah. We're progressing. We're healthy. We're trying to make real you know, headway with our life. And then what do you start thinking about? What do you start dreaming about? And all of a sudden, that's your reality. Yeah. You know? Manifesting, man, is the biggest key. Yeah. It just, it's just good. A hundred percent. I think the... Uh, and this is the thing, like you talked about like the experience of life, like what life actually is. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're keeping up with this, but like there's aliens, right? Yeah, 100%. So we may as well treat this like it's a video game because if there's aliens, we're the ants in the anthill and they're the humans. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah, 100%. So if I'm the ant in the anthill, I'm not being a mediocre ant. Yeah. I want to be king shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to own the whole hill. Yeah. You know? Like why not? If it's just a game, why wouldn't you want the whole fucking, the whole pie? Yeah. That's how I see shit anyway. But we, um, so I asked you just, just before we started recording, how do you make your money? What do you do? So a lot of people probably think, oh yeah, like I'm just like working Farfo and all that, but really I'm just running my own business as a uh, support worker. So I'm a sole trader yeah. and then I just put everything into being like a disability worker and everything. And then I just go out, I look for work and then, yeah, I don't really know how it all works out, but like the NDIS fundings come through and then I'll work for them right. type of way. Yeah. But then I just do the support. But then if I get flat out, I'll have to hire some people to take on my shift because it's just too much going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So at the moment, you'd say you're probably in the growth phase of your business? Yeah, or... yeah. I'm still learning quite a bit and like yeah. I'm hoping to like extend it and go up. And yeah. That's all you can do is just go up from where you are. Yeah, I feel like what happens when people get into business and like... I. I don't know. I just know a lot of small business owners in Bunbury. Yeah. They get into business and they get to that point where they're making like 100K a year yeah. and they stop there, you know? And it's like, I feel like they stop because this part that we're in, the growth phase, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. You've got no money. You're like, you're looking for the next lead acquisition. You're trying to figure out like, is this part of my business profitable or is this part or is this part? Is this mentor good? Yeah. Is this customer good? How do I communicate all these things? And you get to a point where you're like, well, if I'm making my role, if I've got what I need to live, then pushing any harder is really hard, yeah. you know? But then I feel like if you go, right, I'm gonna double, say if it takes you five years to get out of your growth phase, if you go, I'm just gonna grow for 10 years instead of five. Yeah. Well, you go from 100,000 to like a million. Yeah. Or, or five million, yeah. you know? It's like, damn, well, there's no ceiling, then why do we stop here, mm. you know? It's just that motivation that you gotta get. Like, if you don't have that motivation to like to drive and be successful, you're not gonna like really be any help to your own, your own self and your own business. Like I know this guy who's making like 300k plus doing the exact same as what I'm doing, but yeah. he's just he's really out of his region. Like he's gone and like invested in this and that. Yeah. And it's the exact same job as what I'm doing. I'm like, I need a mentor like that to show yeah, me how you true. get there. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's cool because you've got someone that you're like, he's literally doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel like my people that are doing the thing are like Dan Bradshaw at Straight yeah. X. And it's like, all I know about that guy is he's really busy and I can't yeah. get a hold of him. <laughs> or he doesn't want to talk to me either way. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, you know, to, I, I, I think about, because I, I look at Black Ink and I go, what is it? Yeah. It's a clothing brand, it's content creation. It's literally however I can make money, right? Yeah. But there's no one, especially in Bummer, there's no one else doing this. Yeah. No one. So like my mentors have to be these ad adjacent kind of industries where yeah. you go like, oh, this guy's made heaps of money. This guy's made a big network. This guy's good at producing systems and then adapting or trying to adopt their styles and yeah. thought process and stuff into what you do. But having someone where you're like, okay, I'm making X amount. He's making 10X yeah. and he's doing the exact same thing. Teach me. That's just crazy. Teach yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Now that's, that's, that's what I always wanted to ask you. So what... What motivated you to be where you are now and what pushed you to 
really do what you're doing right now because you're, you're killing it, bro. Dude, you're killing it. Interesting question. Thank you. Interesting question. So it's going to start with bitches being bitches, right? Yeah. So being a fucking six foot four young buck yep. in my early 20s, I, I, I found myself in a few situations where people would be, where women were being very open to the fact that had I got them, I know you're probably thinking, how the fuck does this relate? Trust me. So they were very forward in saying, had I got them pregnant in the situation we're in, they would have kept the baby because they know that I would have provided, right? Mm. So I got a vasectomy, like when I was 23 and I'm 30 now. Yeah. So I got a vasectomy, so obviously like, you can try as hard as you want, I'm not having a kid. Yeah. So I was very actively like, I'm not having kids, fuck everything, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. not interested. And then, and then I uh, met Riz and we had no intention of having kids or doing any other thing and like fast forward a few years and I was like, well, let's pretend I was to have a kid. That's a chick I'd do it with, right? Yeah. But if I had a kid, this, and this is the thing, this is like when I was younger, I was like, I don't want to have a kid because the system is you're normal, you go to school, you get a job, you know, you meet someone, you get married. But the reality of what your life is Monday to Saturday afternoon, you're, you're at work. Yeah. You're at work. That's it. And if you're not, you're in Port Hedland yeah. for two weeks. And then you come home for a week and you and you don't know what it's like to be home or at work. You're never in a full, you're never really there, you know, and you're missing out on so much. So it's like, okay, if that's what life is, if it's 60% of it is being at work and the other 35% of it is being in bed and I get 5% to raise my kid, yeah. I'm not raising my kid, the world is. Yeah. What am I doing? So why would I have a kid if I'm not going to actually be a father? Mm. So then I go, okay, cool. Well, Riz is the chick. She's the mum. Yeah. She's the mum. I'm the dad. She's the mum. I see it now. But the situation that I was in when I thought this, I drove trucks 12 hours a day. Mm. You know, four days, four nights, four off. You're never awake, you're never asleep. Making money, Yeah. you know, it's all good. You're on holidays, you can buy cars and shit, but like you, you're not even awake, Yeah. you know? So I was like, okay, cool. If I want to have a kid, I've got to have money and time, mm. right? This is the answer to that question. Because right now, I mean, I don't have enough time to have a kid right now, yeah. but if I did have a kid, he or she would be just over there. Yeah. And I could hear them. You know, the same reason that, you know, I got Louie the dog when we were in a caravan a little over two years, three years ago now. And it was like, I got her with the intention of her never being away from me. Yeah. And if she's never away from me, then we win. Yeah. And I've had times where Black Ink has grown into positions where other businesses and companies have tried to subcontract me as a whole or the whole business into theirs. Yeah. And I go, well, no, because now I'm... I'm not at home. Yeah. I'm not doing the thing. And like when this moves into a shop front, Louis will be coming with me. That's where the kid will be coming. Larissa will be working for me. Yeah. Dude, the, and this is the thing. To get something that drives you to your core, it has to be that fucking meaningful. Yeah. And nothing is more meaningful than creating the community that I want my kid to grow up in. 100%. 100%. So it's like, dude, this shit that I do for like, you know, the social skate, it's easy. When my kid comes to this world, I'm going to be the leader of a social skate that has thousands of members. Yeah. I did that for them. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have a business that makes millions of dollars a year because I fucking, I planned it for five years before they were even thought of. You know what I mean? So it's like everything that I do now is just putting the pavers in the wall, building that fucking house so that yeah. kid gets to live in. 100%. That's a vibe. Yeah, I like that. I fuck with that. That's good. And man, this is the thing like that. That is uh, timeless. Mm. You know, like it doesn't matter if you're like, if you're in your worst moment and you're like, and this happens when you're in business. You're like, what am I, what the fuck am I doing? I'm in debt, no one likes me, my products are shit, I can't do anything, I'm not moving forward, why am I doing this? Because mm. one day, that kid's going to look at you and be like, because you're a bad man. Yeah. You figured it out, yeah, you know? Yeah, 100%. So that's exactly why, yeah. you know? That's good. But yeah, thanks for asking me. I fucking, I don't get, I don't get a proper chance to express those feelings yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no, I got you, bro. 
Anyway, fucking good, man. So your um, Noppy's not a not an Australian name. No, it's not. <laughs> Tell me about this name. I find it so interesting. So, as you can like see, like Noppadon was very hard for everyone to pronounce. Yeah. So mum and dad just said, "Hey, we'll just name you Noppy," yeah. and that just became my name for everywhere. Noppy, yeah. Noppy, Noppy, and um, yeah, it was just like. It's a crazy name because it was like it's the name that I was born in because I got raised in a village, right. and then in Thailand. So yeah. I'm from <clears throat> Thailand, and then I got raised in a village, and then my family that was there kind of just sold me off for weapons, right? Really? Yeah. So it was a hectic lifestyle, but I was only two, so I don't remember too much. And then I got moved into an orphanage, was was just just terrible. And yeah. then um, yeah. So ever since then, I was there for about three years so that when I flew out to Australia I was only five and a half years old right and I was just yeah adopted so I was just like whoa I'm wigging out why is there like white people taking me on this big spaceship yeah, I was yeah. so confused wow so so the, yeah the orphanage was in Thailand yeah the orphanage was in Thailand yeah right. and you remember the flight here sort of yeah it was very like very crazy it was just like dude it's a total change yeah. of everything for you 100% so what was the level of like what was what did life look like at like in Thailand? Are we like when you oh. say village? I'm picturing like huts yeah, and yeah, huts and everything, and and we had headhunters over there. It was just wow. crazy. Yeah, and then yeah, ended up being into an orphanage, which was good and bad because in the orphanage they like hell rough and tough on you. Yeah, so you're like you can't cry. You got to be tough because that's that's what Thai people are like. Yeah, and then um yeah, and then we just flew me over here, and then kind of just grew up here, which was just totally different to what I had back there dude it's blowing just, my mind yeah. yeah like it's blowing my mind like the conversation with the dude driving a Ferrari yeah is like somehow it makes more sense that an orphan has that confidence yeah because like, I'm like I wouldn't walk up to the guy with a fucking Ferrari yeah 100% that's crazy that's where I feel like most of my confidence come from because I grew up and I just had a shit like there's a lot of people who have like shit like growing up but I just felt like it was just it was shit for myself and then yeah. in that situation like even going to schools and that was I found it so hard going to schools yeah like I went to a lot of like a lot of different schools where I was just like bullied picked on just because I couldn't like pronounce words correctly and I yeah, just yeah. had like it was just terrible eh? I so just, yeah. how so okay your parents do you have yeah. any contact or communication nah, so I, we tried we hired a um, private investigator yeah and we tried for two years and we just could not get anyone because the mum, my mum, she gave a fake alias name where you can just not track anyone. You okay. can't track anyone. So, I mean, well, I mean, are you in a position that you want to meet your parents? Oh, really? I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy where I'm at. Like, yeah. I don't really want to go back and try and find them because they didn't seek out for me. So, interesting. like, it's just crazy. Like, I'm loving life where it is. Like, it's yeah. just like, there's so many like, opportunities I've got now. It's wow. It's just great. Dude, that's fucking cool. So, is there, I mean... How much of the situation when you were put up for adoption, uh, when you were put into an orphanage, yeah. sorry, how much of that situation do you know of? Like, what? I remember quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember quite a bit. It was just like abusing and all of that because being an orphan, like, they'll whack you with a stick and you yeah. get fed like fruit, that's it, like, probably like a little cup of rice, wow. and then you just go to bed. The Australia must have seemed like a just complete abundance yeah must have seemed crazy it was <laughs> yeah that's uh so have you been back to thailand since yeah we went back in 2017 we went for an orphanage camp so there was a there's a camp in perth that where all the orphanage 
like all the orphan kids go to. Yeah. And we all just fly it together to go oh, back wow. go back to your um orphanage and that. But mine sadly like got destroyed because um of a tsunami that hit in two thousand and four. Right. It was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. So do you have friends now that you you were in that orphanage with? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, I have one that was in the exact same orphanage. It's called Red Pack. And that was my orphanage name. And then we still link up because like he's in Perth as well. So Really? Yeah, it's crazy when you see like another adopted Thai kid saying in that same orphanage as well and you're just like, Well, yeah. this just blows my mind. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because I would feel like I I mean, I have a similar story but nowhere near as extreme. Yeah. Um but the like I, I we moved here when I was ten and before that we moved fucking everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere in the northwest we've lived, you yeah. know? So that constant like moving, moving, moving. But I feel like the reality of what that is I have no one that I can relate that with except my mum. Yeah. You know, because you like just have this tumultuous constant pushing and pulling and becoming friends with people you don't want to and just like, where's home? Yeah. Nothing smells like home exactly. anymore, you know? Yeah. And I, I just can't imagine having that kindred spirit where you look at each other like, you get it, yeah. you get yeah. it, we've been there, you yeah. know? And it's just like, it's such a like crazy experience as well when you find that person and you talk about it. We both have the exact same scar that's on our right hip yeah. because in the orphanage they would actually put a needle into your like butt and then into your bone to draw out the bone marrow right which they sell for cancer and then they just give it away or whatever they do with it yeah and then it's crazy because you talk about it and you're like oh we all went through that same situation it's crazy we both got that exact same scar it's dude bone marrow extraction that's definitely a black market thing yeah yeah that's nuts it's crazy yeah that you would have hurt so much yeah it probably did but i just didn't know it because we were just going through pain the whole entire time yeah wow do you think that there's a certain because there's definitely a resilience in how you talk you know what i mean and i feel like you have an organic understanding of like you know we're talking a little bit before we got started about my fucking vans yeah and i'm like they lace up they're all good they're good to go and i had to force myself to buy new vans because like dude you have a hundred dollars go buy the fucking vans right do you think that part of that resilient kind of mindset that you have is from those first five years? I reckon. Yeah, yeah I reckon that's where all my drive and everything comes from. It's yeah. just like I look at myself and I say like, this is how I had it back then. Yeah. And I see like everybody else is on this top level podium. Like, this is crazy. Like, I want to be like that. Yeah. I want to get on top of that. Yeah. So I use everything and I just drive. That's This is what like makes me drive like crazy. Like, this is why I'm running my own business and... And this is why I'm reaching out to other people and, yeah. and like yourself, you know, because like I see you on that grind. I see you on that hustle. And I'm like, yeah, I can see like, you're like, you're going to kill something. it. You're doing, doing something. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's funny because like sees like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel that's really true. And there's a lot of people, like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate anyone giving anything a shot. There's a lot of people doing stuff and you're like, yeah, it's not, you're not, you're not looking at it the right way, you yeah. know? But I think, um, yeah, there's definitely a, like I, I see it. Like I, that's why I said like you confuse me because I can see you doing something, but much probably the same way people look at black ink. I don't know what that thing is. Yeah, you know, and it's like all it kind of looks like is this continual progression. Yeah, progression, progression, progression. You know. Yeah. And like I like when you know I think you put up a GT two RS or something the other day. And yeah. You're like one day, and I'm like, bitch, me too. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking sick. Yeah. So you moved tell me more about when you came to australia did you come to perth or did you come to bunbury i came to bunbury sick yeah so you moved so you moved to bunbury when you were five yeah right tell me about your foster parents so uh, yeah they're awesome eh? i love them and i thank them for like doing what they did and like took me out of there because, of course, like, yeah. like if i stayed there for a few more years or whatever i probably wouldn't even be alive yeah but um yeah nah mum and dad they just 
they're killing it there. Just, yeah. I just love how they've just raised me up into this family. And Dude, that. It's crazy to think like, and I, however this sounds is however this sounds, but like the risk that they're taking. Yeah. You know, adopting a five-year-old Thai boy yeah. from that situation is absolutely unreal. But I mean, obviously, I mean, you seem like a good dude to pay yeah. off for them, you know, it's fucking cool. Yeah. So what's like, I mean, where does the the business mindset come from? Are either of those business owners, or they just have jobs or? They, so yeah, so my dad just ran his own business as a, um, he was like a bobcat driver with his old man. Okay. And they ran their own business. Yeah. And mum was just like, she was also in a disability work as well. And that's where I kind of just got like my dad's Dude, side. It's like a it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it, it meets. So you, yeah. you have a business of your own yeah. doing disability sport. Yeah, work. exactly. Okay. Yeah, so that's where like my dad's like grind and hustle is like where I get that off him. Yeah. And my mum was like, I pick her mind because like she knows about business and how she grew hers. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I kind of just went into that situation. I was like, yeah, fuck, I want to do this. Yeah, true. I think it's really like my old man was just an employee his whole life until yeah. I was like. I want to say like early teens and he bought yeah. this business for like 80 grand and sold it for fucking crazy big numbers yeah. yeah and like you don't realize when you're a kid looking at that happening but like while you have this neuroplasticity as a teenager mm. you're like okay so there are a few ways of making money i can go get 25 bucks an hour over here or i can be the person who employs the guy who gets 25 bucks yeah. an hour over there you know and you yeah. start to go like oh the person who employs the guy he gets to drink coffee and hang out. I want to be him. Yeah, you know, 100%. Yeah. That's the exact same way that I look at everything as well. Yeah. It's just... I think as well, the... Um, the un- oh, fuck. <laughs> That's going to be on my, this shit the whole time. I think the unfortunate reality of uh, having those, especially like big financial goals, the way to do it is business. Yeah. Like you really... I mean, people talk about investing and all the rest. Re- in reality, like if you're going to be a good investor, you need to be doing it for 20 years before yeah. you're making money. Like uh, yeah. understand what you're doing and... Well, that's like my mentor says is like don't look at investing as a quick way to get money it's it's a long time investment you got to like wait 10 15 yeah, years yeah, yeah. to see profit and that's like i put investment pro like two years ago and i've just left it and it's just growing and then the rest is all up to you you've got to go out there and make your own moves you yeah, know, yeah don't yeah. rely on the system and just like this is what i'm going to wait on for this to blow up you've got yeah. to make that move i think there's a lot of um there's a lot of this like people believe there are ways to get rich quickly. Yeah. And it's like, even if you get rich quickly, you don't have the skills to manage that rich. Yeah, 100%. You know? It's like, I, I'm i a fucking animal if I've got to spare a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? I'm out here buying Hot Wheels and bags. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I had $10,000, if I had $100,000 in my bank account right now, I'd be dead before the weekend. You know what I mean? Mm. And like, that, you know, it's, it's funny to talk like that, but it's true. Like my business right now deals with $5,000 problems. Yeah. You know, the clients that I deal with spend about that money. Mm. Now, one day I'll be dealing with a ten thousand dollar client, and then a fifty thousand, then a hundred thousand. But if you just like day one get that hundred thousand dollar deal, you don't know the language, yeah. you don't know the processes, you don't know the strategy, you don't know the problem solving. So it's like I feel that that gradual, if like if you have that delayed grati- the the delayed um, what's it gratification yeah. built in, where you go like, yeah, I'm investing a thousand dollars today, I'm gonna forget about it. Until I'm fucking, until I'm like twice my age. Yeah. And that thousand dollars is five or 10 or 15 or whatever you want. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like people have this idea where like, yeah, I want to get out of the nine to five. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to make $10,000 in six months. It's like, you're going to make fucking nothing. Yeah. You're going to lose 10 grand and learn something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's where you go. You, you just got to like, a lot of people don't, you got to trust the process. It like my business when I grew up, the first probably three months was just terrible. I had no income. I was just out there looking for work, 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 constantly doing like 
looking and looking and scouting, there was nothing around. Yeah. And then I just got lucky with one person and then that person ended up telling another person who knew about like whole organization about disability and then they just kind of jumped onto my board and I just ended up being flooded. It's crazy that sometimes that one link. eh? One link, one special link can link you up. Crazy. I've um, I've I've like got a really big focus on trying to build community. Yeah. And I've realized like, well, did you see that I did a um, public speaking thing last week? I think so, yeah. Rotary Club? Yeah. Bro, I never done public speaking before and fucking nailed it. It was crazy. (laughs) I literally couldn't, I was like halfway through and I'm like walking through the audience and shit. I'm like, look at me, I'm like Tony Robbins. (laughs) (laughs) Telling my bullshit story about making clothes. Yeah. But um, yeah, the one cool thing about that I realized was they told me afterwards, they're like, just so you know, like we have experience and without, and I'm not saying this about Rotary, I'm saying this about communities in general, but they have means of making things happen. Yeah. What a lot of people don't have is ideas. Yeah. They don't have drive and energy and passion. And it's like, oh, if we do this and this and we involve this person, we can make this happen. Like volume two, like, yeah. like my shit, you know? And I think the thing about like, especially when you focus on like that one link can change something. Yeah. I always think, where's the room that are full of links? Mm. Where's the room that takes my $1,000 idea into 100000 Yeah. You know? And I I believe, especially for people like you and I, especially because we're young. Yeah. And I mean, what, you're 20? 20, 22. So fucking young, <laughs> dude. I'm 30. I'm old as fuck. Life's over. You know what I mean? Being so young, you get in these rooms now. Yeah. By the time you're my age, 30, which is still, like Gary says, like you've just started at 30. Yeah. You know? You've, you've made the $100,000 link. Yeah. Multiple times. You know how this shit works, you know? I envy you in your position because you have the mindset and you're already doing it. Yeah. You know? It's fucking cool. It's cool. But that's like the volume two thing. Like, you say you have to have a creative mindset. Like, that's where you kicked in because that, that volume two just popped off. Like, having someone to do that in Bunbury as well, where you found a location, you scouted your location. It was, mm. it was a killer. It was a killer location and it was, a, it was just a vibe. And then for yourself to go and get a DJ and a food van... Yeah, and that's the, that's creative as fuck. Like you don't see any like any stores like pop up stores like that. Yeah, I think there's there's like obviously uh, as a creator like I, I'm not original. I just copy yeah. everyone else, you know. Yeah. But it is a case of I believe in like idea sex, yeah. right? And the best way to have idea sex is get people who have good ideas in the same room because yeah. their ideas then what do you, what do you call it? Um, whatever they mix and they turn into they propagate like, like into better crazy. ideas, yeah. right? And like. If you focus on just volume two, right? So the guy who has a coffee van and the food van is the same guy. Yeah. Right? We hold like a monthly boys club here. Yeah. Where his coffee van comes here and anybody who's available on Thursday morning, I'll extend the invite to you as well. Yeah. We come and drink coffee. Most of the time the boys don't know each other. What happens? They start talking. Deals get done. And all of a sudden, yeah. a $5 coffee turns into like, oh, now I've got a new contact. I've got a new link. I've got a new job. Mm. You know? Yeah. The guy whose coffee van is a guy who had coffee down there right the dj he came up because i was talking to one of my uh what do you call it you know circle of friends he's like oh bro you got to get nosh to dj He'll yeah. be perfect so it's like all of a sudden it's those environments of like idea sex where you go hey i'm trying to make the coolest thing in bunbury happen yeah fuck my ideas let's get everybody's ideas involved and then all of a sudden you're sitting there and they're just like have a dj get other fucking businesses to be there as well do it next to a bar you know get it's a like, food oh, van yeah bro, do you know who suggested the fucking location the coffee guy crazy dude that's exactly my point it's you know crazy. what i mean yeah and that's like that. that's a shit of like trying to make communities mm. it's like thursday morning boys club is perfect 
It's like it's it's not even a boys' club. If you're a girl, I'm fucking it is a boys' yeah. only club. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like giving yeah. people a reason to be somewhere. Yeah. And it's like that's where it's, even if it's just like, what are you doing this weekend? Let's catch up. That's better than if nothing happened. It's it's a perfect time because then you can just pick out each other's brains. Yeah. It's perfect. And dude, fucking with people who are drinking their first coffee for the day. Yeah. Oh my god, it's the best. Yeah. That's when people are excited about their ideas. You know. Yeah. I wish this energy that I had was from my coffee, but this is number four, so it's definitely not. You know. <laughs> Mm. but so, um oh sorry my bad no you go I was gonna say I've seen some of your content mm. and you're like you have a Harley and that yeah how did you manage to just pop a wheelie oh dude that's not like, me doing the wheelies okay. is it no no so it's weird I've been on Harley since I was like 18 you know yeah. so that's my fifth Harley that I've got at the moment but the dude who's doing all the uh, the Harley stunts is Seb he's the only guy in the southwest who's a professional paid stunt rider yeah right he only got on a Harley Five months ago yeah for the first time and he's doing like loops both ways uh, like this is a thing like a larry which is a, a donut yeah he does donuts on his harley with no front brake so he's just <laughs> getting that fucking wheel speed and just sending it sideways and then going the other way with no front brake which is insane yeah right? and his wheelies and shit i think three weeks uh four weeks ago he got his first scrape which is yeah. where you're so far back that the fucking guard is hitting Just the ground. scraping it. So that's 12 o'clock. That's when the front <laughs> wheel is directly over the back wheel. And those things are heavy too, The 300, eh? the 300 kilos. Fuck. Like, what are, what are we talking about? Yeah. It's, it's something that I've seen so many times and every time I see it, I'm still like, what the fuck is going I've on? Never, that's the thing. Like, I've never seen that. And then I, like to find out some local Bunbury guy yeah. who knows a guy who can just do that. It's yeah, just like, man. Dude, we, we recorded a podcast. <laughs> so we did a podcast. Yeah. So we did a podcast... Um, Last Thursday, I, I did a podcast. The one that I posted this morning, I did that podcast last Thursday, and then he came around afterwards. I had everything set up. Yeah. So I was like, "You want to do a podcast?" He's like, "Yeah, fucking no." So we're like doing shots of fireball <laughs> and fucking spinning yarns on the pod, and we finish up, and he's like walking around. And he's like, "Dad, we can't post it." And I was like, "Why is that?" He goes, "Think about just one of the things we said, bro. Pretty much every conversation we had, we've gone off the deep end, just being like super fucking non PG. Like <laughs> any thought of sponsorship in the future is ruined for the podcast or yeah. him. But he's that sort of guy. He's a guy that doesn't have fear built in. Yeah, you no know? filters, just bang straight out. Yeah, and like says. the guy does wheelies on Harley's with shorts and a singlet on. Yeah, like it's fucking insane. This guy, three hundred kilo, fucking. Yeah, machine. yeah, yeah. But it's cool though because as part of that he then pressures the hell out of me to get a Harley and go yeah. join him as well I got the little Grom which is like a little 125 4 speed and that's got, like, got all the gear on it to stunt yep. and that's fun that's super fun but it is also a 125cc next to a Harley it's like I might as well wear a dress <laughs> you know yeah. it's bloody silly do you ride it all? nah 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 I just ride oh, I'll ride a little bit of dirt bike and yeah. I tried my first wheel and I just yeah fell off the back yeah that's the idea yeah. <laughs> dude it. even at the moment I've got an injury from wheeling it's fucking you literally just have to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep yeah. doing it, you know? Yeah. But, nah, it's, oh, it's dude, crazy. if you ever want to come out and give it a shot with us, I'll come watch. I'll support you and I'll watch you, but Yeah, fucking <laughs> oh. No, it's um it's like it's it's crazy because I feel like, you know, if I had a mate that had like a go-kart or like a plane or something mm. and they're like, come out on the weekend and like fly me plane, you'd be like, Yeah, fucking no. Yeah. We literally have like I bought that van so I could do deliveries and shit for Black Ink. Yeah. But I got the van big enough to put Harleys in the back of so we can go stunting. You know what I mean? So if you ever want to come join in that, and that invite doesn't go to everyone listening as well. Just because you hear this doesn't mean you can come out because most likely you're not cool enough, right? Yeah. A fucking, I'm sorry that I got to put the disclaimer in there. Some people, dude, I think you're your friend and yeah. it's like, oh, you yeah, just, sweet, let's go. You know me really well and I yeah. don't know you, yeah. you know? 
Actually, okay, let's talk about that. You, how many followers you got on Instagram? Oh, let me check. I don't even know. I know it's a, um, I know it's enough to make me question what the fuck I'm doing with my content. Fifteen point eight. That's sick. Yeah, that's sick. So where'd that come from? I don't really know to be honest. So like, probably when I was younger, I used to spam follow. I just spam follow, spam follow, True. spam follow, then unfollowed everybody, and then that's how I just kind of grew. But then like, most of my page that grew is because like more of my content and the photos people will say send it to other people like oh, yeah. this is a great idea it's a good interaction yeah. yeah and then once I started like driving hella fancy cars and that that's where it just kind of went up and then when I started modelling for Cabinet Noir and all of that yeah. it kind of went up a little bit more dude yeah. you fucking remind me of Edward that's yeah. nuts interesting <laughs> yeah 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 because yeah, you, you both have fucking wild yeah. skin it's yeah. annoying. It's Edward annoying. and uh, Sil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. I, I went and met... He probably doesn't even remember this. I went and met him years ago. Yeah. Years ago when I first started Black Ink and I was like, give me some direction. And he was giving me direction you would give someone who's been in it for 10 years. He's like, you know, you're going to start doing this and doing that. And I still haven't done any of that, <laughs> you know? But obviously, someone in that position, it's like, he owes me nothing. Thank yeah. you, you know? But yeah, that's, um, the, that's funny because I feel like... When Instagram first came out, if you posted once a day every day, you've got a million followers now. Yeah. Regardless of what it was, what the niche was, n- not following any rules, you mm. know? And none of us knew that at the time. But that spam follow shit worked. Yeah. It kind of still works now. Yeah. It's interesting. I find... Um, but they kind of they kind of capped it there where you can, only, you can only follow, I think it's like 100 people a day and then they yeah. block you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do anything else. You just got to sit on 99. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think... Um, I think I did that with a uh, with an, a, a sister account. I was blowing up earlier this year, and we got like seven hundred to eighteen hundred in like a week. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is it's really effective. Yeah, there's three photos on this profile. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And the fucking high powered cars. Yeah, people love it. eh? people love it. Yeah, they froth it. Do yeah. you shoot everything with your phone? Yeah. Yeah, everything's just all contents on my phone. That's a fourteen pro. Yep. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. That's a go, man. You don't need all these fancy big old camera equipment Mm. and that just to make some content, you know? Dude, Black Ink's built on a laptop and a phone. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So what's... Do you think there's a future for your online presence? I reckon. Yeah, Yeah. 100% I reckon there's going to be something there. Yeah. What what would that ideally be in a perfect world? A lot of cars. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do like cars and modeling and just fashion. That's like my main goal on my gram. Interesting. Interesting. We should be able to, like, I don't know if you're interested, I'd love to fucking, because I, I have access to the wildest cars as yeah. well. I've got, obviously, like, the clothing and that, so there would be something cool we could do in the middle there. I, don't, yeah. I mean, more than just make content, you know? Yeah. It'd be fucking interesting. But that's like, that's like myself, like, I think maybe next week, we're taking the 458 out, and we're going to do, like, doughies and all of that. Really? Yeah, because we've got to go up to Perth to get new tyres. Oh, so may as well. Yeah, so we're going to get the drone up and make some content. And... Is Homeboy local? Yeah, yeah, he's local. Really? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure if you're, like, I don't know how much of my content you've seen. Did you see the van post I put up the other day, the video? Yeah. You see that shot? Yeah. So that that. shot is me on my skates, skating towards the van, zooming out from it zoomed in. Yeah. So it does that effect where, like, it's It's just like, it's coming in. Yeah, Yeah, it's tunneling around. Yeah, I've seen it. That was, like, really clean as well. Dude, I love doing content on skates of cars. Yeah. Because it's so smooth as well. It's, it's like, cinematic. Seamless. It's (laughs) seamless, you know? And, like, I I can speed match up to about 30Ks per hour and still record. And just the, like, being able to skate really fast, turn around backwards and start recording. And, like, I'm so confident on skates. Yeah. I don't need to look where I'm going. I'll be you fine. Go. And just focus on that shot. 
means and then like peel out and let the car come past me dude you can't do that if you're recording out of a car or a bike no, you can't you know so it's like i fucking i love being around those situations just to try and get some cool content yeah that'd be fucking crazy do you have a drone yeah i have a drone yeah right yeah. that's um i borrowed my friends for the first time the other day and i realized like you got to do that for a long time hey? yeah and I, I i crash it now and then still because yeah. <laughs> i just forget my surroundings and just go straight into a tree or something. are you in the fpv or you nah, just that? just the um dgi the yeah, yeah. Th- mini three yeah and it's just like a big screen oh, yeah that's that one that my camera's sitting on over there yeah i think so yeah i think so i'm not too sure yeah is that a three I'm not sure. That's why, mate. He just lent it to me like after he ran it into a wall. He's yeah. like, "Don't yeah. break it anymore." I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> does it work? Yeah. But yeah, that's fucking. So if he's, did you see this dude for the first time in Bunbury at a Bunbury servo? Yeah. Yeah, it was just that one just down the road. Yeah. That's nuts. And then he's got like he's that's the thing like he's got heaps of connections where it's just in Perth where he just like he's got his five little group of friends. Dude, is this dude's name Mark? Nah. Nah. Not Mark. I thought I knew everyone who owned a Ferrari in this town. <laughs> Dude, do you know there's a guy with a Ferrari around the corner? Yeah. Is that him? Nah. There's a, that fucking... So, you know... Is it the red one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that, yeah the red one, yeah. That lives in Kerry Park. Yeah. That's yeah. He, he owns um He owns a few mansions as well. And, um, a and he lives other, in Kerry yeah, Park. He lives in Kerry Park, yeah. What a bad man. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's there's actually a few. There's, there's a guy who lives in Kerry Park. Oh, just out of Kerry Park, he also is, owns a uh, like a Lamborghini Urus as well. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't think it. And it's here, here in Bunbury. <laughs> yeah, he's in Bunbury too. Wow. Yeah, there's like a few little hidden gems. Yeah, they just don't take their cars out. Yeah, dude. My old man's got a couple like super nice cars, and I'm like, you know, maybe a Sunday morning drive. Yeah. Or he's like, no, no, no. I just like knowing that I've got them. I'm like, hey, you're a fucking loser. You know, <laughs> let me drive the Porsche. <laughs> yeah. You would like get it out there, you know? Oh, dude. It's, it's funny because like dad and I have got this constant backwards and forwards argument where his Harleys are like, if we got any one of his vehicles right now, it's immaculate. Yeah. Immaculate, right? Yeah. If you got any one of my vehicles right now, there's dust on every part of it. Yeah. There's stone chips on the front of the Harley. <laughs> Things are fucked. They've been dropped and picked up. But I use my shit all the time. Yeah. And when I use it, I use it. Yeah. So, well, that's the thing. You know, if you use your stuff, because like vehicles and stuff can be like such a big like creator for yourself and your own business like you can use like your van and you're like like naming your business because you've yeah, got yeah. black ink on it you know Dude, like, everything's marketing yeah yeah, yeah. marketing so that, that's right that stunt bike that yeah. literally is like for the purposes of like i create content with seb i sponsor seb as a stunt rider that bike is a tax deduction because i use it while i'm out in the thing i collect content on it yeah. i do shit with it you know of course. it's got black ink written on it yeah so it's like yeah that's fully a black ink vehicle yeah i got a fucking a 92 capri as well yeah like the soft top with the it's got like no roof two it's white with two blue racing stripes it's if it was any more gay to be cringe <laughs> but it's just right at the threshold of being like a classic 90s yeah, convertible yeah. i bought it for two grand it's no shit is the most fun vehicle ever it would be it's so cool because you're just like yeah jump it. like this is the thing right as a 30 year old with a ponytail you can't get in a convertible 99 percent of the time yeah it doesn't matter how cool it is that i can get in it. it's not yeah. weird yeah you're just like all right you win like, yeah <laughs> have you got um what what do you have the same vehicle I saw you in the other day? Because weren't you running the GU? Yeah, I have the GU. That's yeah. soon to be done up. I just had an engine reconditioned. Yeah. And then I also have a HSV Club Sport. Hard. Yeah. And then I have a Mazda 3 and an Outlander. Oh, yeah, Mazda 3 is bang. They're good. They, They're pretty they go fun. crazy. They, I just, the Mazda 3 is great for work because it's just like, it's like 
whatever car. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck people in, bang, off we go. Yeah, it we turns go on hella far, yeah, yeah, and it's cheap on fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, best car I had was a fucking Suzuki Swift. Yeah. Because it was just like, it didn't, dude, I literally wrote this thing off cosmetically. Yeah. Taped the bumper back on and drove home from Bustleton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this car was so reliable and just, it was, it was like a small car you could fit five people in. It's like, it wasn't great, but you got there. Yeah. You know? Damn, dude. Um, so what's the, uh, your clubby? How, how have you got so many fucking retros? Oh, it's just, I don't know, really. It's just that grind and that working and yeah. like wanting to push to be successful. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, that's why I've got like four retros I've got to pay. Oh, five, because I've got the jet ski as well. I've got to oh, pay yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know why I've got so many cars. Yeah. It's and just, then the thought of getting rid of one, you're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> even if, even the Mazda 3, nah, because the fuel is so much better on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then the club is just like, it's a luxury Sunday, go down south type of vibe. And then you got yeah. the four-wheel drive. Oh, yeah, this is going to be like a, a little pony because it's like so nice. And yeah. it's going to go off into the bush and just get beaten up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny vehicles have that kind of spell that they yeah. put you in and hold you there. Yeah. I must admit, I thought I was... um never going to sell the bike that I've got now. I was like, no, that's a bike I want to keep forever. Yeah. And I want to get something I can do wheelies on it. Yeah. So bad. But that's so like, bad. that's like the, um, the GE, like I'm thinking of, I want to sell it and I want to buy a newer car. Like, yeah. Because like, it's 2010. It's, it's hella reliable. It's good. But I was just like, I just want something better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I love what it's doing anyway. Yeah, but the problem is, like you go right now, you're in the position, you're in the only outgoings is whatever you do to improve it and the regos. Yeah. As soon as you go like, I want better, that's like better is 10 grand, 20 yeah, grand, 30 grand. It is, more, 100%. You, know? yeah. you have to spend that money. It's like, yeah, even if you get top dollar for your car, yeah. you've still got to replace you it. you still got to replace it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I must admit, like, I've just gone through this um, getting rid of the Ranger and getting into the van. Yeah. And somehow I have this uncanny ability to always win at, not win as in like I'm winning and the customer, the purchaser or seller is losing, but like I got that van really cheap. Yeah. I got thousand dollars less than what i paid for the ranger back on it so you're like that's a fucking win yeah you know, i had it for six years so it's like those situations you're like oh yeah they'll all be like that but the truth is if you push it man especially if you're in a rush to buy and sell it just costs you so much money yeah you know yeah but, i understand that part <laughs> yeah fucking oath fucking oath how much money you reckon you spent on red Joe's so far in total in total i wouldn't have a clue eh? i just oh what, what is it like a year for the club is like a thousand bucks um, be similar for the four wheel drive four wheel drive similar and then the Mazda's probably like 780 or something like that so you think you're you're in the like 5 to 10 grand yeah you spend on easily, so far easily yeah just for reg and then you got your insurance as well yeah, that man. you're paying as well and yeah and then you got a fuel on yeah and someone gets in and pulls your handle off and you got to replace that yeah. cool man <laughs> I love that thank you, you yeah know? I always wanted to replace that now you gave me the reason to do it you yeah. know yeah, fucking oath. But yeah, it's just I feel like one day I'll I'll get where I want to get. Yeah. Because like we're building a house at the moment, just oh, really? up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wanting to start my own businesses in the you know like my own business in my carport and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, especially when you've got your own space. That's so you still at mum and dad's now. Still at mum and dad's. Yeah. 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 We just like vibing there, just like trying to make like everything work while we got it there. Fuck yeah, dude. And then once we're out, I feel like that's where my move is going to go. Like, yeah. I'm going to go big when I get into my own space. Yeah, I think, um, and like a lot of people, I've got a mate who's just sold his house and moved back in with his mum. And I was telling him the other day, I'm, like, I'm fucking jealous. Yeah. Straight out, I'm jealous. You know what I mean? Because I don't know about you, I, like I had to cut the lawns. 
like there's a smell coming into the shower. I'm the one who's got to fix that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the shit breaks under the, I've got to fix the gas. You know, yeah. and when you're at your mum and dad's place, you're just like, yeah. oh, hey, that's broken. <laughs> when yeah. you go out, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, don't forget to pick that mum up. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but I think also when you've got like, the, the perks that come with that is like, I wake up at one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, I just dreamed about this idea. Yeah. Like you come out here and like, I can design it, print it, weed it, press it, yeah. take a photo of it, put it on Instagram. And like, I've got no one being like, oh, you're fucking... Oh, you're waking us up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, be quiet, turn the lights off. You know, like, that's that's the best. That's why I'm like, all your creative content and your mindset, you can just come straight out of here. This is like such a like killer vibe. You yeah, just yeah. come out here, do what you got to do, go back to sleep. It's pretty cool, like, because I, I like created the situation where it's like, oh, again, like with volume two, I think I, this is part of my strategy is like, if you're an artist, if you're a designer, what does your studio look like? Yeah. You know, because it's easy just to put stuff places and you're like, yeah, that's where that belongs. But like I move this around like every six weeks because yeah. I'm like, I'm the fucking, I'm the creator, right? This is my spot. And if I'm not comfortable, I'll, I'll fucking stop work for a day and make it comfortable because yeah. I'm, the, I'm the artist, yeah. you know? So it's cool to have that freedom. Yeah. And I think like when you get into your spot, you're going to be like, oh, I'm the fucking man now. Yeah. Just paint these walls black. Yeah. I'm going to fuck that off. I need a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, what, that's the plan, man. I'm like, I'll, when I get that big shed up in the back, because that's, that's where I'm going to start my business. Like my business is going to do everything about cars. Yeah. I don't want to say it yet because like, I don't want other people picking my ideas and that. But yeah, I've got like some good like creative stuff there. Mm. Also, I think there's, um, there's two ways of looking at the situation you're in that idea the longer you spend looking at it thinking yeah. about it assessing all the angles mm. the better you can strike it when it happens yeah it's like that quote uh if albert einstein had an hour to so uh, an hour to fix something he'd spend 59 minutes looking at the situation and one minute doing something yeah so you just keep thinking keep looking keep going okay if i do that if i don't do this if we take this approach so i think it's good but also as soon as that fucking key gets handed to you, you yeah. gotta start. Yeah, you gotta you gotta run at it so gotta hard. Go into you know? it. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking. <clears throat> it's weird. It's weird. I even find now, like I'm obviously in the middle of everything happening. I'll have, I'll have a great idea, and then you go, okay, do I bench that idea, even if it is great, until yeah. I have time to do something with it, or do I act on it right now while I'm emotional about it? Yeah, and it's hard That's because hard. like. I'm in the middle of 10 jobs right now. Mm. As we speak, I'm in the middle of 10 jobs. So if I have this new idea that's this big and I start doing this, where well, our podcast gets pushed yeah. back, these 10 jobs get pushed back, or you know, my social skate, the this and that. So I think like I almost envy the position you're in because you're yeah. like, you get, you've got time up your sleeve. You've mm. got your fucking age on your side. You've got mentors on your side. Like you're ready to fucking... Just fucking killing it. Make it happen. Wear more palm angels. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh. Well... I think I, this, fuck man you've blown my mind with this conversation oh, I appreciate it it's been real it's been real good to have a chat with you thanks for coming on the podcast that's all good and if people want to find you where do they find you just Tell find me the camera find me at is it not I-S-S-A underscore N-O-P and I'm going to put that down in the description below if you want to find him basically you guys know what to do like subscribe fuck your mother we'll catch you later because we are fucking out you <laughs> <laughs>